This week I entered my final third of the walk, and as the rain poured down, the paths became rivers, but I powered on. The week kicked off with a stop in Avales, which is a large town. It has charming streets full of arches, old chapels and former monasteries, and a fountain of dribbling monks. I stayed all alone in a large pilgrim's albergue for the cheap fee of 8 euros and prepared for the week ahead. Next was my soggy 20 kilometers to Soto del Barco. Most of the walk was through forests with deep red ferns and overflowing rivers. I had hoped to find a cheap place to stay, but it was all pricey in this village at the bottom of the valley, so I decided to stay in a hotel. The hotel was beautiful as it was a former 18th century palace, and so enjoyed a little luxury and a slap-up meal, a food that I could not identify. The next day I walked to Soto de Luina. The rain continued and I had only been able to have a few small pastries and a piece of fruit for breakfast. I thought I would pass a cafe but all day I didn't. The day was spent walking through forests. Thankfully, forests and woodland are in my opinion, the easiest terrain on the joints, as the ground is so bouncy. I grew up in the woods, in a house not in the trees, and feel in my element within them. The overflowing rivers and lack of food was making this very hard for only a 22 kilometers walk. The day was full of ups and downs, and I had to stop frequently. A few times I thought I might pass out. When I finally arrived in Soto de Luina, I made my way to my bed for the night, in an old abandoned school building. No heating, and no kitchen, but it's all part of the experience. Right? Persevering face. When I looked at my map, I found that my next stop in Luarca was up to 40 kilometers away, that is maybe 12 hours walk, and the morning came and my shoes were still wet, and my body still weak. So I decided to journey by train this day. I felt a bit guilty, but sometimes you have to know when to give yourself a break. It was also a great place to do the train, as the track rides over the town of Luarca and provides great views. The train driver was really nice too. We chatted in Spanish, he showed me when to take photos, gave me some paper for my shoes, and showed me the control room. It also gave me a chance to nose around the town for longer, and just recover a little. Luarca is a small town which was founded on fishing, especially for whales. The town has a winding river running through its center and a reasonable amount of bars, restaurants and shops. As you walk through the town, which is full of grand Indiana buildings, you are led to the harbor, two beaches and a climb to the lighthouse, cemetery and hermitage. The hermitage is open to explore, and the cemetery can also be visited, and has some local famous figures within it. The scenery is lovely, and whilst I was up against strong winds, I did manage to wander around and look at the sights before the big storm hit. When I could hear thunder and see snow, I knew the train had been the right decision this day. The next morning, I headed to Nevia. The rain started early and kept on coming, changing from small drops to monsoons without a second to react. I kept myself motivated by singing along to myself hit me with your best shot. And it definitely did, when it began to thunder, I started to freak out that I was in the middle of nowhere holding metal sticks. I pulled myself together and carried on, assuming that I was the only person mad enough to be out here, when another pilgrim appeared behind me. This peregrino from down under, had managed to leave from Iron a week after me and was now overtaking me. Bit embarrassing. After walking together for an hour though I realized he had been doubling up trail lengths each day, not taken any rest days and was not stopping to look at things. Whilst I may end up being the last pilgrim of 2021, I still think slow and steady is a better experience. I do hope I'm home for Christmas though. 
The arrival in Navia was met with a big smile from me, and in the pouring rain, and frozen to the core, I arrived at my hotel. Navia is a reasonable-sized town and the hotel I stayed in was pleasant. One cheeseburger, and a warm bath later, and all was restored. The next day was a big one, about 33 kilometers to Ribidio, and into the final region of my Camino, Galicia. It feels like forever that I have dreamed of standing in front of that beautiful Galicia sign. A sign that I have traveled over 600 kilometers, and I am almost there. I walked from sunrise to sunset, and the day started with the rain but by the afternoon there was some sunshine. There was also plenty of uplifting Camino-related signs, statues and artworks. The day covered a mix of landscape, some forest but mostly road. I did have a very natural river experience, when the river had overflowed the footbridge. I had to take my shoes off and cross barefooted. It was freezing, but fun. At one point, I was given a choice of two routes, an inland one, and a coastal route. I chose the coast, so I had something to distract me from my ongoing pains, and because now I spend a lot of time trying to read the sky for clues of what direction the clouds will blow. It looked clear that way. I made the right choice. I had 360 views of nearly clear skies, with the ocean on one side and mountains on the other. This really was a nice surprise. After 10 hours on the road I had to really push myself to make it over the bridge into Ribidio as the night sky rolled in, and it began to rain again. The bridge is massive, and the views of the city are stunning, especially lit up at night. Then I got to the other side and finally saw the Galicia sign. And gave myself a big pat on the back. Ribidio is a must-see stop, as it has lots of services and shops, and some gorgeous buildings. The next morning, my body felt ruined everything hurt and my foot was inflamed. I was facing another 10-hour walk and there was no way I could do it. It was a sunny day, and I did not want to waste it or fall more behind. I spent some time in the nun's convent praying for strength, visited the pharmacy for more ibuprofen, and took the one daily bus part of the way to Laurenza. I stopped here for a few hours and took a look around the outside of the gorgeous monastery which unfortunately was closed. I had some octopus and bread, and I walked a short four kilometers through forest to a nearby country lodge to rest my injuries. A while later that day, the Aussie stumbled in, and I was shocked to see that he wasn't days ahead. It turned out, he had worked too hard, and was suffering with an injury now as well. There is no getting out of this walk unscathed. The next day was supposed to be an easy 18 kilometers. The rain kept coming but I made it to my first stop in Mundanito, this little city has a cathedral, that I was keen to visit. It was 3 euros to enter but did include an audio guide. The cathedral has a strange layout following many extensions, it has three naves, a chapel in the center, a small cloisters and a small museum inside. It is worth a visit, as the artwork and choir in particular are lovely. The city has a few other historical buildings, and an exhibition about Camino del Norte inside an old church. The man looking after it was very chatty and helped me to consider my next stages of the walk. He also warned me of an upcoming bank holiday when all the shops will be shut. The exhibition itself was quite interesting focused on the upcoming locations on the walk within Galicia. Once I had walked out of Mundanito, I began a very long and vertical ascent. This eventually took me to the other side of forest, and I then walked about 10 kilometers through farmland. There are no services here, just me, the cows and two horses that took a run at me. I was entirely soaked, but singing along to my motivational playlist, which helped. Then I decided to look back, and there was a double rainbow. 
Just the pick-me-up I needed, and lucky that I saw it. A minute later it was gone. An hour later, I finally arrived at Gondon's Pilgrim Hostel. My clothes, two outfits, were washed and dried for the first time in a week, and I fell into a coma. The week has brought me a mix of emotions. There have been a lot of times when I have considered abandoning the Camino, but I am still here, and still persevering. Pilgrimages are never meant to be easy, and with Santiago de Compostela so close now, I cannot turn back. Fingers crossed I can keep my body going until then.